Do you appreciate your employees and does your manager appreciate you? Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thank you, my friend. I'm so glad to be here. We're going to have a very interesting, fired uh, up, fired up, uh, good podcast. And mm-hmm. do I appreciate my employees? And mm-hmm. does the po- boss appreciate you? I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> well, this one was this one was brought to me from Justin, and uh, you know, listening to people. I was actually in San Antonio to give you a little background, and I was. At a, at, a, at a, I was week, working over the weekend. I was speaking in San Antonio and then Port Arthur and things like that in Texas. So I just didn't travel home on Saturday night when I got done with the speech because it would just be basically fly home Saturday night, get back on a plane, come back to Texas. Mm-hmm. So I said the heck with it and stayed there. So I was, in, I was at watching the Chiefs play uh, in, in a, at a bar that facilitates just Chiefs fans because I wanted okay. to be just around Chiefs so fans. You're a big Chiefs fan. This big is Chiefs a fan, nationwide right. podcast. And right. No lack of uh, support for other teams but you just have to be a cheese fan i'm a cheese fan always have been always yeah. will be and patrick mahomes was playing so you got to see that yeah so of course i was sitting there with a bunch of other cheese fans we're chatting we're talking having i'm having lunch and so while we're talking i asked this lady what she does and uh, she says uh, i'm a teacher and i said you know tell me about uh, you know your your because i'm always looking at managers and things like that do they coach well because mm-hmm. that's a big concept now is coaching with education so i asked her i said uh, Asked her a variety of questions, and I said, does your manager appreciate you? And she goes, not a, in the least. And I said, what oh. do you mean? And she goes, I get the highest – two years in a row, I've gotten the highest scores of any teacher, and she has never said thank you. So I finally went to her, she said – I finally went to her and asked her, why don't you appreciate me? Why don't you send me – give me some appreciation? And she said, it's your job. You know, wow. I, I don't have to do that. And I just thought, what an incredibly weird kind of concept to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Just so bizarre not to show appreciation. So I thought, you know what? We're going to do a podcast on that yeah. and talk about and that. we're going to say who that person was. No. <laughs> no we're not, <laughs> not going to mention names. Uh, and there's just so many people out there. But the folks that are uh, listening that from San Antonio, they'll know who they are right. and that they, in fact, made the podcast. And what is the, the saying you say? You don't. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's okay. What, in reference to. Go yeah, ahead. When you, you never call people out. You're always very positive about it. Yeah, absolutely. People, yeah. yeah, even in, even in coaching sessions, if I were coaching this manager, I would ask her, what's your perception of appreciation? Do you want the superintendent to tell you that you're doing a great job? Or do you want, you know, if you're under a vice president at the, at the school system, do you want them to recognize the performance that you're doing? Do you want them to appreciate you? My suspicion is that she's not appreciated as a principal. Therefore, she doesn't have to appreciate her folks. Yeah, right. That's a huge mistake as a manager. Sometimes you got to love your folks more than you're loved. Get mm-hmm. over it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's part of a leadership role. You have to breathe more life into them than you're going to get breathed into you. You know, get over it. It's that's the fact of leadership. Yeah. You're, in a, you're in a leadership role. You're getting better compensation for it. You need to be a leader and actually breathe more life into your folks than folks than you might be receiving. Right. Right. And just get over it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, uh, just fire it up. Just get, get be aware of it. So anyway, with that being said, I've got another person that I talked to, and she shares this story. Uh, she says her manager rarely ever meets with her, uh, never tells her that she did a great job. However, the senior manager came up to her and said, 
you know, you are essential. You are essential to our success. And she said she felt incredibly good about that. Um, but you know, her manager never treat her manager treats her like she doesn't exist. Mm. And you can imagine how that makes you feel. Oh, you work, yeah, you're working at a job. You're you're not even they're not even making making you feel important, significantly mm-hmm. matter. They don't feel valued. And so she had her annual review. I think this was a great concept. I actually wrote this down. So her annual review, the manager said to her, "You do an you do an above average job." <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, she jumped to the compliment and she goes, well, how so? I mean, which is a great coaching question oh, at that point. Yeah, so a how podcast so? <laughs> listener. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she knows so, about the questions. Ask the questions. And so her manager said to her, you do the job, what is required, and you do more. And what she should have said is, what are those more things that I do? Tell me more about that, mm-hmm. which is the Bob TD idea when we had in a Bob uh, podcast back in podcast number 72 and 73. Highly recommend people do that. But he talks about, tell me more, tell me more, tell mm-hmm. me more. And this would be a great opportunity for her to do that. But, you know, she her she was just so heartbroken because her manager never recognized that. And so she was working in this job and she's, you know, she's done great projects. She's gotten four major projects done. She's got like 13 minor projects all done on time, all done on budget or under budget. And her manager never says, great job. And yeah. she goes, she knows that if other people were doing this, they wouldn't get the task done. They wouldn't get the projects done. So uh, I finally asked her, I said, how long do you want to work in that organization? And she basically said to me, you know what? I'm, that question really yeah. made her stop and think. Yeah. And she goes, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to right. stay in that organization. She goes, but I've never really asked myself that question. I've always focused on, well, I'm not appreciated. Well, you know, well, you know what's interesting about that question is mm-hmm. that, that she's not reaching her full potential right. when she has that. You you want someone on your team that says, "Oh, I never want to leave," or you know, "Oh, I love what I'm doing." Right. Well, but if you're hesitating, it's like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. "Honey, did you like my dinner tonight?" Right. Uh, <laughs> it's not good in a marriage to do that. Right. right? You say, this is marvelous. How do I look in this dress? Uh, <laughs> marvelous. Right. You better say yes. <laughs> Marvelous. And and so this is what this is managers having is, you know, and this is a great example of people don't quit a job. They quit a yeah. manager mm-hmm. and she's about to quit a manager. And that manager is going to go out and hire somebody and retrain them. And even though she doesn't even work and train with this person, she's going to hire somebody that says, here's your responsibilities. Uh, go get them, Tiger. And I'm not going to give you any appreciation, feedback or anything like that. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about the five common signs that, your manager doesn't appreciate you. And, you know, here's the, the five kind of common signs. You can't get access to your manager. You know, you, you try to set a meeting and they put it off. They don't meet with you. There's not enough time. And your biggest triumphs don't make your managers, you know, go, wow, great job. They just kind of go, oh, thanks, if that. And obviously this manager, even when she completed a big job, didn't say that was a great job on that project. And other people like, you know, a senior manager tells you your contribution is incredibly valuable, but nobody else gives you the same level of recognition. And so that's another key factor when other people recognize your contribution, but your manager doesn't. And then the the other big question is, does your title, does your pay and the rest of the benefits and packages you get, do they reflect the impact that you have on the organization? I just think that's such an important question. Mm-hmm. And you can't get or keep your manager's attention when you're having a discussion with them. They just don't listen very effectively. And that's one of the things we talk about in this podcast is great managers really listen. They make their folks feel valued, important, and that they matter. And guess what? People are going to stay with you. 
I mean, because money, we've got to have the basic level of, of income, okay? Right. But money for most people is not the factor. They want to feel appreciated, important. Yes. They matter. They want to feel valued. And if you fill those needs, a lot of times people will stay with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to retain. Ret- you've got good retention. You don't have to rehire people. You don't have to do any of those things. It's just so important to show appreciation. And so we're going to show you some basic keys on how to show appreciation to your folks so that we can do a, a great job there showing appreciation. Now, I, I have found that people take this and try to make it a little more complicated than they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, with appreciation days and what, right. what's your favorite candy and how do I, what type of thing can I get you? You know, right. Well, the one that drives me absolutely crazy is employee of the month. Yes. I just want to vomit on employee of the month. And I don't mean to offend anybody out there that's listening. If you, in fact, have an employee of the month, I think employee of the month is a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the employee. What we want to do is what's the service story of the month? What's the successful sales story of the month? What's the contribution of the month? Mm-hmm. And what did they do for your clients or your team members or the back office? That somebody, Because the thing is, if you have an employee of the month, it it's an employee. Yes. But you can have success stories of the month, and you can recognize a variety of right. people. And you don't you really want all of your team to be the employee of the month? Right. To do what they can do to reach their potential? Right. They want them to have that success. Yes. And when you start talking about stories, then brand new people go, oh, this is what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you say Sally was the employee of the month, then- Oh, I see. Yeah. and That's Sally. But yeah. what did Sally do to become employee of the month? Well, here's Sally's success story. She did this for this consumer. She did this for this client, or she did this for one of the team members here at the organization. And all of a sudden, now they're going, oh, right. that's right. what we're looking for here. Right. Going the extra mile, making a contribution, uh, being a good team player. Those are the kinds of things that we're recognizing. As opposed to, oh, Sally will get it again. I don't need to try. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's this empowering part of that mm-hmm. where Sally gets a parking spot, but why did she get the parking spot? Right. You know, but the success story of the month or the, or the, the, the the great service story of the month, that employee gets that, then all of a sudden you've got a whole collection of great service stories. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a client that we did that for them. We took all of their great service stories, put it together in a book, and it was basically how to wow, you know, the wow service at our organization. And they put all of their great stories together. So when they hire a brand new employee, guess what? They hand this to them when, when they're thinking about hiring them. They hand them to them and they then bring them back for the second interview and they say, what stories did you like out of the book? Can you live wow. up to those standards? Yeah. Because that's culture is the least activity or the least behavior that we'll tolerate. Mm-hmm. So if we have a culture that, that does not focus on higher level processes, then we will tolerate lower level performance. And our culture becomes what we tolerate from that employee who doesn't contribute to the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've gotten complacent and we've allowed it to happen. And so we've gone to the lowest level. Whereas if people, if you expect it and you continue to say, this is my expectation of performance, we've got to hit here. I will help you get there. I want to see you succeed. But ultimately, if they don't, they're gone. Right. And it's not that you want to go out and fire everybody. I want to see everybody succeed. But if it's will, hill, and skill, they can do it. If they have the willingness, do they have the skill to do it? Is there some kind of obstacle in the way? And Mm -hmm. sometimes those obstacles are actually mental obstacles that 
people just don't have the skill, talent, or, or ability, or the training, or whatever it is uh, to right. do that. So uh, we're going to talk a little you, about. I'm glad you talked about the employee. Of the That's an right. interesting concept. Yeah, it drives me absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. I, and organizations that do it is just, I think it's just the stupidest idea out there. I don't mean to offend anybody yeah. that's out there listening right now, but if you do that, you're just you're just highlighting that individual. You're not highlighting their achievement or their accomplishment. Don't confuse who they are with what they achieve. Right. And when you go employee of the month, you're you're focusing on who they are, not what they achieve. Yeah. And you wanna you wanna have people in your organization focused on achievement, not just I exist or I'm here. And we wanna recognize people for being here. I mean, showing up's a big accomplishment too. Yeah. But what do we want to do when we're here? It just absolutely drives me crazy. So let's talk about how to show appreciation for okay, folks. What good. do you think? Yes. All right. So the, the key is when you're giving a compliment, there's the five keys to giving an effective compliment. And I call it the five S's. And make it short, sweet, soon, sincere, and specific. And I just think that's so important. So I'll repeat it again for folks who might be listening and want to write them down. But be short. And so just say it short. You know, great job with getting that newsletter out this week. I love how you talked about uh, the importance of IRAs and compound interest and what an impact it makes of continuing to save and what that does for your long-term retirement plan. Um, Obviously, make it sweet. Make it positive. Great job on that newsletter. Make it soon after it happens. Compliments right. go bad with time. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's it's almost like milk. I mean, it, it goes <laughs> bad pretty quick. You know, you can't say to somebody, hey, two weeks ago, hey, man, two weeks ago, I really like how you handled that situation. They're like, I don't remember it. If you see it, recognize it. So make it soon. Make it sincere. And the sincerity improves when you make it specific. The more specific you are, the easier it is to have sincerity. So that's the that's the five keys of being specific. Uh, in that process. And another way to show appreciation is invest in folks. I mean, have you ever worked for an organization, Paul, where they didn't have really a training program and you just you went to work and it was kind of like learn it on your own and yes. boom. Yes. And so how'd that make you feel? Uh, you, you mentioned this before and I thought about this place I worked. They could care less if I was there. Right. Just They, they didn't even care if I didn't do well. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Just, and it, it's really... Uh, Really takes all, all steam out of you, and and you certainly don't even reach your potential mm-hmm. for sure. But you don't right. even do a good job. Just you're so you disheartened. Know? Yes, and you don't want employees to be disheartened. You mm-hmm. want them to be fired up, charged up, ready to go. You want to be engaged, right. and that's why you do a coaching. Um, my suspicion is also that organization they didn't invest in you, but they probably rarely, if ever, coached you. No, never. You, you know, just told you what to do, command and control. You got to do this, do this, and but get it, on your way. And I think also that we think about formal training programs as if that's mm-hmm. a solution too, but you could be in a team, mm-hmm. you could be the leader coaching these folks, mm-hmm. and they're still going to, they don't need a formal training thing for you as a leader to take those folks, mm-hmm. have them do better, and then you do better. Right. So and, you don't sit around and wait for, oh, I need this program of the month or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Am I, am I off track here? Or? No, you're no. absolutely on track. And that's just an, such an important key. So people need to invest in your folks. Yeah. Invest in them, get them training, get them additional programs that they can do so they can, in fact, do mm-hmm. a great job. Um, also, offer flexibility. Hey, if they need to go home a little earlier, don't confuse what they do with what they achieve. Mm-hmm. If they're getting the job done and they're hitting the goals that you establish, because so many organizations focus on inputs and not outputs. 
and they go, you got to be here nine to five or whatever it is. And some jobs require that. I mean, I, I completely understand yeah. that, but there's some jobs that you can't offer a flexibility and you've got to perform at this level. Performance is what we're really looking for. The output, you know, so many widgets were produced. That's why you go to a factory job. Well, if you can sell so many widgets and you've got those sold and that's the target that one organization wants and you hit the goal, then right. you got some flexibility, right. you know, play golf once in a while or enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, another great key in, is to ask them what they prefer. And it, I was going to ask you this, too. Have you ever had a manager prefer, ask you, what do you prefer as far as recognition or appreciation? Kind of. <laughs> so kind of. They, they kind of got close, yeah, but they didn't Yeah, and I mentioned it. this kind of before. What kind of candy do you like? Mm, you know, mm, what kind mm, of... Mm. I'm like, I, I don't need the candy. Right. Yeah, right. but I, but never. I've never really had... Someone strong enough to say, what do you prefer as far as recognition? Right. Just not trying to think of anything. as just that simple question. Right. Yeah. You know? and, and what are they looking for for appreciation and what they, what they feel is significant? And so I remember, I will never forget this story. It was a, a story about a salesman and he had gotten, you know, salesman of the year, three or four years. And the sales manager was like, you know, what do I do? What do I give him? Mm-hmm. And so finally he called his wife up and he says, what should I give this guy? And she said, the reason he does this is because he just thinks the world of his daughters. Mm-hmm. They're the most important thing in the world to him. He thinks the world of them. If you really wanted to make an impact is get a, you know, we can take him, get a really nice portrait, get it framed. He can put it in their office and, you know, you then put on there a, a plaque on the bottom of it to Jim Smith for being salesman of the year. And she says, I guarantee you that'll make an impact. So they did. They had her there the night that he won the award. They had it there, and they said, we've got something for you. They had the framed picture there. They took it off, and here's a grown man, and he's you know just almost in tears because it, it touched him. Uh-huh. And look how hard that was for that manager. He just asked the spouse right. what's so important and then followed through with that. And so asking what people prefer can be an incredibly yes. powerful tool. And you know what? I bet that guy stayed. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, yeah, absolutely. He that, probably did better in his sales the next year. Right. You know? I mean, you know, we'll get pictures of your daughters all over the wall. I mean, we'll make, we'll make <laughs> right. your, your daughter's wallpaper. Right. And so that's such an incredibly powerful concept and idea. But there's a bunch of reasons why people don't uh, do it. And there's just a whole host of people's why. There's a whole host of people. There's a whole mm-hmm. host of reasons why uh that that happens and the first one is just everybody's just too busy you know what i mean mm-hmm. and we see that all the time with managers they just got so many other things to do they just can't focus on recognizing their folks well i want can i push back a little bit sure because i've heard you say many times mm-hmm. you know you think you're busy for 80 hours but really if you did it right you could work 40 hours <laughs> well right. yeah the 70 hours of easy concept mm-hmm. right and Right. People just think they're too busy, so they won't delegate and they don't show appreciation. Mm-hmm. And it's remarkable what people would do if they feel a sense of appreciation. Yes. And they feel like, wow, you, I matter. If you I'm took important. a little bit of time to show appreciation, you're not working as hard and you have mm-hmm. more time. Right. And that really leads into the next one here is people focus on task rather than focusing on people. And that's it. I mean, that's there's really a continuum, a basically line that I draw when I give my presentations at conferences. And I draw a line and I put a 
a spot on the left-hand side, task, and the right-hand side, people. And I basically ask managers, draw a line where you put your emphasis. Why is it so hard for organizations to get out of that? Well, because I think they think it's just an either-or option. Mm -hmm. And you can do both if you focus more on your people because those are the folks who are going to get it done. As a manager, you're not paid for what you do. You're paid for what you get your folks to do. Right. So the more that you can get them to do and the higher their performance, guess what? You can get paid more. So focus on the people and getting them at the highest performance level you can. Then guess what? The task will get done. But so many people think they have to focus on the task and they have to get people to do those tasks. Well, really what you want to do is people do have to do those tasks. But if you focus on the people, how they can do the job better, coaching them, asking them how they can accomplish more. What do we need from help? What kind of training do you need? What are kind of obstacles are in our way? What is holding you back? It's amazing what you would learn there. And then when you do that, obviously the organization goes, yeah. goes the organization it, improves and improves it at a higher level. Like that is such an easy thing to think about. And very few organizations do it. Mm -hmm. It's almost easier just to focus on the task. Right. As a manager, it's kind of the being a little, little bit lazy and not maybe not lazy, impatient, you right. know, because it's hard to watch your results take a little bit of time right. to see. Right. And, and you just, well, and what happens is so often, particularly on, on new level managers, what got them promoted was being very yes. good at task. Mm -hmm. So they think that's what it. got them here won't get them there. Mm -hmm. And that's a great book by Marshall Goldsmith. So many managers focus on, I need to get these jobs done. I need to get these tasks done. And I don't, they don't focus on, I need to get these people done. Right. And if they get the people done, the task will get done. Mm -hmm. And that's where there's a miss a misguidance and they're thinking they need to push their organization. They need to push their career with the achievements and accomplishments they have really what they need to do. Their career will be pushed when they in fact are helping other people right. grow and get better. So that's the secret folks right there. You listen to that, mm -hmm. understand that. I mean, listen to the other podcast for fun, but you've got it right. <laughs> right. This is the essence of it. Yeah. Right. And I love this other one that, that people talk about why managers don't show enough of appreciation or encouragement and, and concerns about expressing it. I had a manager tell me, I just don't want my people to begin to expect praise all the time. Hmm. And I just think that's so absurd. Mm -hmm. And I do an exercise where I, in my presentations, I do a star em up exercise. And I basically have everybody get a name tent, put their name on it. Then I put stars between employees. And when we do an exercise, if they respond or do something or say something or give an answer that's worthwhile, I say star them up. So the person next to them will put a star on their name tent. And then at the end of the day, what I say is, how'd that make you feel? And look, some of you got seven, eight, ten. I get some of them get 20 stars in a day. So they've contributed a lot of feedback during that day and a lot of participation. And I say, how do you feel getting that? And they, I have never found yet where people have an appreciation limit. Now, people have a caloric limit. I used to give away candy, and people say, I, 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 I don't want any more. But I've never seen anybody reach an appreciation limit. I've never seen anybody reach that limit that they can take 20 stars, 40 stars, 60 stars, and saying, you did a great job. That was a great answer. That was a way to really help your teammate. I love how you gave your teammate credit. Guess what? You're going to get a star for that. So you can really, I call it star them up. And so managers who say, well, I don't want people to expect, you know, I don't want them to think that they expect to be praised all the time. You should. That's what your job mm -hmm. is to recognize right. because what gets rewarded gets repeated. Exactly. And if you recognize those small things, guess what? They'll do more That's right. of those things. 
and all of a sudden you're going to look like a rock star manager. And, and you know what's interesting about it? it? It doesn't matter where you are in your profession. The, when your leader does that, it works still. Right. I, I You could be a higher in your thing. You, you get, you do what you get rewarded for. It's that right. simple. Right. You know, when I'm praised for in the NFL, when a player scores a touchdown, what do all the other players do? They just rally around them. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Those players made a contribution on that. No one scores a touchdown by themselves. Right. Somebody had to snap the ball. Somebody had to get it to them. Somebody had to kick it to them. Somebody had to do, had to block for them. You never do it alone. And it's just like, I love John Wooden's point, And he says, it takes 10 hands to make a basket. And I just love that concept. Mm-hmm. It takes the entire team to get that ball in the basket. And I just love that concept. And so he was an absolute master at appreciation and showing them that. And then also um, the uncertainty about what to say or a bad reaction in the past. So they had somebody who reacted mm. poorly, and so they're like, oh, my God. And so that's the old Mark Twain quote. A cat who jumps on a hot stove will never jump on a hot stove again, but they'll never jump on a cool one either. Right. And so that manager had a bad mistake, and so they got burned, and so they'll never do it again. And that's just a huge mistake is, okay, it didn't go well there, but you've got to continue to try. You know where the mistake was is probably in – Thinking that everyone wants their reward or their praise in the exact same way. Exactly right. I know some people who would never want you to, in front of the big group, right. point them out. Right. It's it just, they're introverts. They, they don't like it. Right. That's probably the why they got the bad reaction. Right. I tried to recognize them in front of everyone. They didn't like it. Well, that's them. Right. And the other side of the coin is, too, guess what? In coaching, how would you like, to re- right. how would you like right. me to recognize right. you for outstanding performance? Do you want me to recognize you in front of the group? Do you mean to recognize you with a thank you card? Do you mean to recognize you Mm -hmm. with, you know, a gift card? How would you like me to recognize you for hitting these goals, Mm -hmm. for accomplishing these tasks? What do you want in that regard? And it's just a simple coaching question. And the other thing I think is, uh, and I think this is the worst one, is the belief that appreciation isn't needed in the workplace. And I just think that's just a huge mistake for organizations. And I think it's a huge mistake for managers to think that appreciation isn't needed. And that's actually referring back to the very first story I told with the teacher in San Antonio that her principal didn't think that appreciation was needed. And that, that teacher was basically telling me, I feel awful because that principal hasn't said you're doing a great job, that you are getting the best scores in the school the last two years and then not making her a hero. How are you getting those scores? What are you doing? How are you teaching it? How are you getting the, the students involved? How do you get them engaged in the process of learning? And I just think that's, uh, such an important key. And the last one is they don't know what to do. And you just got to yeah. be, you know, make, just say thank you and, and tell them specifically what they did. Make it short, say thank you, be specific. Great job on that newsletter. I really liked what you did here, here, and here. Make it soon. Don't wait too long. Make it sincere and make it specific. I love what one employee said to me. She said, my boss was so good at giving compliments. Even today, if I saw online he needed a kidney, I'd give him one. <laughs> wow! And I mean, that's—I think—that's the measure of of a team, isn't it? Is uh-huh. is would your employees give you a kidney? Right. <laughs> My goodness, that's that's the measure. Wow. We should do a we should do a podcast on that. Yeah. Would who, your employee give you a, a kidney? kidney? <laughs> well, that'd be a great opening. <laughs> now, if people want um, appreciation from you, right? Um, how do they get a hold of you? That is a great question. <laughs> well, we've got a couple of things that we help them with. One is they can always go to my website, RoyRoland.com, get some information there. We've also got 
Coaching Manager University. If you want to learn these skills in a greater detail, and we can take you through a couple of books there. We've got 52 modules that you can learn on your own time at your own pace is another great way to learn how to coach because we actually take you through the processes and step, steps to do that. That is Coaching Manager University and is actually coachingmanager.university. So it's rather than .com, it's .university. Oh, so Coach Manager University, 52 modules, a great way to learn this process. Reach out to me at roryroland.com or send me an email at rory at coachingmanager.university and you can certainly... Uh, get a hold of me there. So Rory at Coaching Manager University. All right. Thank you, Rory. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.